everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to a new week. Welcome to a new week of work, life, and how'd she do that podcast? I hope that you all had a great weekend. We had a really relaxing weekend in Malibu, and I continue to love seeing you all tag myself and the podcast when you listen to episodes over the weekend and being able to connect with so many of you has been such an encouragement to me. It was fun to hear that many of you enjoyed last week's episode with Mrs. Southern Social. We have tons of listeners who've actually decided to go back to the very beginning and you all are enjoying seeing Elizabeth and Butter on an episode. We've got Tina Marie Clark, Tiffany Dowd, and many, many more. So it's fun to see that you all are diving into quite a few former episodes and still really enjoying them. They're so timely and you can always go back and listen again and again. Well, in more podcast updates, this weekend we also took a poll over on Instagram at How'd She Do That Podcast to see who you all hope to hear from this fall on HSDT. And I was really excited because some of the recommendations listeners sent in, we either already have recordings completed or we have dates set to record. So that's really encouraging to hear that we're all on the same page and there's so much more to come. You guys, also this weekend, I was able to see a former podcast guest turned real life friend, Ashley Stetz Gerson, who you all will remember from episode 15. She is the founder of Stetz Model Management. If you haven't heard her story, definitely head back to that earlier episode. Her daughter turned one this weekend, and you'll hear in our recording that she is still pregnant. So it's such a sweet day celebrating Ayla's first birthday. Well, you guys, I am constantly amazed by the different connections and doors opening for us here at HSDT. And if you are a business that would like to partner with us with upcoming ads or events, please feel free to reach out to us directly on the contact page of howdshedothatpodcast.com. I am always open and looking for great collaborations and partnerships. Well, today's guest, Angela O'Brien, is incredible. I am sure many of you have seen her amazing brand all over social media recently. I feel like every story I click through, there's another celebrity or friend of mine wearing Cleo Bella. I think even as recently as this weekend, Amanda Klotz was wearing and sharing one of Angela's pieces. It's just so fun to see, especially knowing the story behind this brand and business. When we recorded this episode, I felt such a peace. You'll hear in Angela's voice, she is such a kind and thoughtful person. I also wanted to add that she was sweet enough to actually send me a dress from her most recent collection. And these pieces and the story behind them are really very special. After my experience with speaking with Ange, as well as seeing her products in person, I am officially a forever fan. Here is Angela O'Brien on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of How'd She Do That? Today's guest, Angela O'Brien, is the founder of Cleo Bella, a globally inspired and ethically made clothing brand based in Huntington Beach, California. While traveling the world with her husband, Ange designed her first handbag while in Bali and thus began Cleo Bella. 
At Cleobella, sustainability and ethical practices are the core of all they do. Angela is passionate about her partnerships with independent artisans around the world. All of their designs are ethically handmade while preserving traditional heritage techniques. Now sold at more than 300 stores, Cleavella includes multiple clothing collections, shoes, and purses, all handmade in small quantities. When Angela isn't overseeing the production of her products around the world, encouraging other entrepreneurs, or finding inspiration through travel, she is likely enjoying time with her darling family, which includes her husband and two children, a daughter and a son. And welcome to How'd She Do That? Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Oh, I'm so excited to welcome you on to today's episode. You have an amazing story. And for those of you who are listening and you're just being introduced to Angela, I think we are in for a treat. I am so excited about this. Me too. Oh. Well, I have learned a little bit about your story, and I was thinking beforehand before we started to record, oftentimes I, I kind of begin in, uh, gosh, the college season of life, maybe the postgrad, but you have such an interesting story. I'd love if you could take us back a little bit to your upbringing, perhaps where you're from and what that season of life looked like for you. Oh, great. Thank you. Um, well, I grew up in Southern California in Huntington Beach. I was raised by a, a firefighter and a nurse, so I've always been surrounded by people um, in service. And um, mm -hmm. I felt uh, a calling to be an entrepreneur at a very young age. I was very into the arts. I would make paintings and sell them to my neighbors. Uh, <laughs> I was the queen of lemonade stands. and. <laughs> And at 12 years old, uh, my, my auntie's husband saw a Christmas card picture that my mom put out annually and said, let's hire Ange for um, a photo shoot as a model. He was working for Yamaha Wind Runners at the time. So there my introduction to modeling began at the age of 12, traveling to the Florida Keys and the Bahamas on, on photo shoots, and then it introduced me to formally getting an agency in LA and Orange County. And it really just lit up my world to, um, to fashion and creation and entrepreneurship. And it, it, it taught me a lot about how to manage my own time as, as a small, um, as a small brand myself. I, I always felt, I always felt like I wasn't the best model and I, I <laughs> more to making the product and being the product. But I'm so grateful for that time because the, the beautiful people I got to meet and um, and the travel I experienced uh, at the age of 18, right after high school, I got a modeling contract to move to Japan. So I lived in Japan for uh, about six months and coming from living in Orange County, I, I hadn't traveled a lot. We, we would do local trips to Mexico, and I went on the airplane once to Hawaii with the, as a family for a soccer <laughs> trip. So um, this trip to Japan just lit up my world and, and made me fall in love with, with 
Southeast Asia and cultures. And I, it was from that moment on, I, I had envisioned a, a life of, of travel. How could I make enough money to keep traveling? <laughs> and so it began. And, um, you know, going to college was always very important to me. So while I was modeling, I would take night classes. And I graduated from a Cal State, um, Cal State Dominguez Hills here in Los Angeles. And, um, and, and that was really important to me. I, I got a degree in marketing and communications. I felt like that was um, a, a really good place to start, uh, although I had always had this burning desire to continue with the arts. Uh, my grandmother is an incredible artist, and I, I've been painting with her since I was six years old. Oh. She taught me... Um, just taught me to focus on the details that I think you'll see in a lot of Cleo Bella designs and um, mm. colors and prints have always been really just special and meaningful. Um, mm. So, and I also have a grandmother who's born and raised in Northern Ireland who used to make her own clothes with a local tailor and very inspired oh. by fashion. So I have these wonderful female roles that have really influenced me, but never made it a career. And so, um, it was really fun to envision that as my modeling career grew and and see what I could potentially build myself. Oh, this is so fun. I love when I'm able to host a guest who has maybe a, a little, not so much of a traditional upbringing. I mean, for you to be moving even to Japan at 18 years old and the six months there that were so influential in your life. And you guys, I'm, I'm going to give you all a chance to connect with Ange later on, but but even this chunk, just hearing this portion of the podcast and thinking about all that you've done and Cleo Bella and all of your designs, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Okay, but I want to know this because this is really interesting and it's it's so impressive that you did because many um, many people who, who grow up modeling or, or in the industry at a young age, they, they might not take the time to go finish up education, but you did. You wanted to hone in on that marketing and then communication. At that time, what did you think you were going to be doing? Are you hoping to pursue modeling still? Or is that entrepreneurial itch kind of pushing you towards Cleobella? Well, I would say um, as I was finishing college, I had met my husband and mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's a surfer. He's a soul surfer and he's been in the <laughs> industry forever. And I think being a surfer, he's always had a strong connection with, with the ocean and with the lifestyle around surfing. So what I loved about my husband is that he was very much about building a lifestyle or dreaming up a lifestyle that really resonated and then finding a career that fit within that rather than being mm. so, you know, geared towards um, a job and money. It was like, it was more than that. It was a passion that, um, he, that he did as a career. And it really inspired me to do that on my own. So uh, after college, we, we were married. So I was 23 when I met him. I was oh. We've been together now coming up on 20 years this year. Amazing. He's very much um, a part of Cleo Bella and has been from the beginning. And yes. after, our, after our wedding, we, we, were, we were kind of settling into life in California and thinking, um, 
dreaming up if we could just take a year off and travel and what that would look like. And at the time, oh. it seemed like a big idea and how, how could we financially do it? And mm -hmm. he got an opportunity as a sales rep to, um, to work in-house for a big company. Um, and it was, it was going to be a great opportunity. It meant, um, it meant double his salary and it meant a, a commute to work, which was not ideal for him. And it's so funny right. when, things, when opportunities arrive, arrive and even good opportunities, we looked at ourselves and we said, gosh, maybe this is the time to take a step back and do this big trip before we settle wow. what that life looks like. And so we did. So he left his job. I had finished my um, my degree and I was really looking at something different other than modeling. And mm -hmm. we knew that if we planned out this trip for a year that his salary, because he was a, a sales rep, he was getting um, commissions. So out of the mm -hmm. 11 months we traveled, 10 of those months he had commission checks coming in. So that oh. really helped. And, and we had saved and we lived very frugal and we designed the trip around the waves and where they were going, you know, the best waves at certain times a year. And you know, <laughs> it was the dreamiest trip. And I'm so grateful we had that time as a young married couple. We, we lived in a camper van in Europe for months. We traveled through South Africa and Australia, mm -hmm. New Zealand, um, and in Asia. And I, I knew I wanted to travel back through Asia. I wanted to go see Bali. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to India. I, I have this auntie that I had always admired. She she had traveled through India in the 70s with the Maharishi. And she, fun fact, is she dated Elvis Presley for a number of years. And so <laughs> she had this glamorous life in Palm Springs. And I always, wow. I always just loved to hear her story. So India was tops on my list because of her story. Hmm. Wow. So, so that was, you know, a big part of... Uh, why we, we chose to go to India. So there's this whole big trip that we did. And at the end of the trip, my husband, being an entrepreneur, had a project that he was going to be doing with his brother in Hawaii. And I knew that once our trip was over and we'd be moving to Hawaii, I, I did feel a little lost, to be honest. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. How am I going to you know, create something while, while we're living in Hawaii? And mm -hmm. It was in Bali in India that I had the idea. I've always loved to create. How can I um, build a little collection and sell at the weekend markets that they have in Hawaii? Oh. So it was a very uh, small idea, and um, it took very little investment, which was really wonderful. And that's where Cleo Bella was really born, in, in Bali in India with some of the the designs that I created and some Indian wrap skirts that I imported and um, and to mention because that was gosh that was in 2006 now my mom came to visit oh. us in Bali and oh. my mom's name is Cleo Bell and it's a, oh. it's a family name she was also born in Northern Ireland and she came to visit us and we were walking through the streets in Bali and I said mom I'm gonna start a company and I'm gonna name it after you and we've always called her Bella, Cleo Bella. If you meet her, she'll tell you, hi, my name's Cleo, but her name's Cleo Bella. Cleo Bella. <laughs> and and there, there it was born. And Emily, to be honest, it, it still, it makes me giggle that she is 
you know, she's such an inspiration to so many people and that this little idea in Bali has become a bigger business than I could have ever imagined. And she's still part of it. And um, it just gives more meaning to, to what we're doing and, and mm. always been that way. And, and um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it began on our travels. And, and I would say, our love of travel and our love of building a lifestyle that was meaningful um, was was that was really the driving force. And so we thought to ourselves, out of all the places we travel to, Bali really resonated. The people are mm. so incredible. They call it the land of smiles. Uh-huh. The beaches are beautiful, and my husband and I were really in our happy place. He was surfing all day, and I was. <laughs> you know, riding around on a motorbike or driving around with our driver and discovering new, new opportunities to develop and, uh, and, and meeting beautiful people. And yeah, so we thought, how can we keep doing this? It's so much fun. We have to sell enough items to just have enough money to go back to Bali. And it's been like that ever since. So I would say since 2006, we've um, you know, prior to the pandemic, we've actually lived four to five months in Bali. We have a small home there. Our children are homeschooled so that we can continue this travel-inspired lifestyle. And I'm grateful that we get to continue to do it because it's it's been such a fun journey. Uh. Well, it's amazing to hear because, and I knew this part of your story. I actually knew that the, the beginning of Cleopella was indeed in Bali. You're a young, new married on this trip, and and you designed something. And I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about how far it's come to, and I'm kind of giggling. Ange, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. But too, I just wanna just wanna piggyback on something that you you shared a moment ago that I find very interesting, and I think my, I, and I'm sure listeners. Or you're, you're thinking the same thing, but you said something and you said it so eloquently in that you and your husband wanted to create a lifestyle and then put different roles into place around the lifestyle that would continue to, to allow you to have that kind of lifestyle. And I think the, the American way and, and how, you know, rigid it can be and feel, and I'm married to an attorney, so I'm, I'm a little envious of, of, of what you guys have, have put into place, but I love it. I think it's so amazing. And for those of you who are listening and you're thinking, oh, is, is a nine to five desk job really what I'm going to step into? Well, perhaps take note from Ange and her family and what they've done, there can be a way to actually say, hey, this is the lifestyle we're going to move forward in. How can we kind of navigate and set things up so that this can be how our life is? So I'm blown away. I'm so excited to hear more. So tell us, you guys are, are actually moving to Hawaii. There's an entrepreneurial endeavor that your husband is doing there. And you're looking at these skirts, and I, I believe you made some purses as well, and and you're hoping to continue it on. What did it look like to step into and continue Cleobella in Hawaii? Well, that was really a, a big learning curve, just getting a business license and building my own website and, um, <sighs> and, and wholesaling to some local boutiques on the island. It, it was exciting. We I, I drove a minivan. I had a four by four pop up tent um, that was a <laughs> minivan with my racks of of leather um, handbag designs and my wrap skirts from India. 
And every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, I'd wake up at 4 a.m. to drive to the other side of the island where the markets were. And I would use clothespins and set up um, my my hanging skirts on the pop-up tent. And I, I got to meet so many people and... It was really encouraging, and as a female entrepreneur, I, I felt really supported um, and just excited about the unknown. I was terribly naive, and I think that's probably <laughs> one of my strengths and one of my weaknesses. Um, I, had, I had so many people along the way that supported me. Um, what happened in, in 2007 and 2008 when the market crashed, um, my husband's project mm. with his brother, everything just um, fell apart. And we looked at each other mm. and we said, okay, it's time to move back to California. And mm. we said, well, let's go to Bali one more time and really give Cleo Bella an opportunity to build as a collection. So, um, wow. so I created at that point the, the the saris that we had found in some of the villages throughout India that were made from you know recycled saris, many block prints and beautiful um, prints. They were becoming. Um, Alibaba had actually launched, and, and other people in the market were seeing that I was having success, and so they were importing oh. these other skirts. Um, and so I thought, let's move away from the skirts. Let's just sp- uh, focus on accessories. So we went back to Bali. I designed a collection, and we moved back to L.A. in December. And in January, I emailed my line sheet to sh- some showrooms um, at the Cooper Building in L.A. And this wonderful woman named Gazella took me under her wing and she let me rent space from her. When I was in her showroom, she saw that I was helping sell some of her other brands in there. And at the end of the show, she offered me a job. And that was the greatest Uh gift because we really, we were financially, we were, we were in a place. I mean, I, I, I was really, um, we were really being pulled financially. So you could say having a job where I could learn from her and also, have some of my leather goods in her showroom was such a gift. So I worked with her for a couple of years. And at the same time, I was selling my designs. And I, I went to my first trade show in New York. And I fanned out my Mexicana clutch on, on the table and wrote some of the best stores. And in LA as well, I mean, selling to stores like Planet Blue and Fred Siegel. And Oh. It was so exciting. And, you know, so I worked with Gazella three days a week at the showroom. And then the other days of the week, I would be packing orders and shipping and designing new collections and being accounts receivable and, you know, all, every part of the business out of my garage. And oh. I would make enough money to fly back to Bali. And, and as, as that process happened, I develop deeper relationships with our partners and the collections continue to get better. Um, we got some celebrities that were wearing our product at the time and that was really exciting. <laughs> Stevie Nicks and um, who I adore and Halle Berry and Jessica Alba and and it just became this exciting time of, you know, I but I was still a one woman show. And it finally got got to a point that I was able to hire our first employee, and she's um, still a dear friend. Her name's 
Lisa, Lisa Cooper, and um, oh. and she really helped um, take us to the next level. And she would travel with us to Bali, and um, and and where do I go from here? Our, our son was born um, in two thousand and ten, oh. and. I was running the business out of the house thinking, I can't do this anymore. I really need to find a space where I can disconnect from the business. And that's when we found our little 1920s cottage that's up the street from us, um, our home in Still Beach, and it's in Sunset Beach, and it's right by the water. And I had an office in the back, and I thought if I can sell enough of my designs in the front, I can pay the rent. And that's, that, that was a big milestone for us as a company. And we hired a, a second employee mm-hmm. at that point, And it just grew from there. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's so fun to hear the, the inside scoop and even to name some of those celebrities. When when you really f- – I mean, well, tell me this because I think there's different seasons of, of entrepreneurship. It's almost like you can live a ton of different lives because we can talk to Ange, the Cleo Bella owner now. We can talk to Ange, the Cleo Bella owner in Bali. So there's different steps along the way, right, in, in any entrepreneur's life. What was it in this chunk of time that we're thinking about, and even you being a new mom, my goodness, having your son, what was it during this season, or or was there a moment that you thought, okay, I'm, whoa, I'm onto something, and I think this thing is going to take off? That's that's interesting. I, you know, I guess when I started seeing people wear our product, it felt more real to me. (laughs) I remember being in New York at the trade shows, just dreaming about what that would look like when I saw my first customer walking across the street in New York wearing a Cleo Bella bag. (laughs) And when it happened, it still still gives me goosebumps every time I was just having – lunch the other day and I saw someone walk by in a Cleo Bella dress and it is just so exciting and it just reconfirms um, that what we're doing is um, just celebrating femininity and beauty and mm-hmm. that, that someone uh, appreciates what we're making and, and, and you know, we'll, we'll invest in one of our pieces. Mm-hmm. That part um, kind of solidified and made me think, okay, we, we, we can do this. And, um, and it just keeps growing. What they say in Bali is step by step. And I've, I've always thought that mm-hmm. at every stage of the business, it's um, having this um, idea and holding that vision, but knowing that the journey is um, sometimes takes longer than you imagine. And to be honest, I didn't, it, it's taken us a long time to get to this point. Mm-hmm. And I am grateful for that journey. We, my husband and I own the business 100% ourselves. We've never taken any wow. outside investment. And there wow. certainly has been times when I I felt like we needed to. I didn't know how we were going to pay our bills. But then mm-hmm. something happened, and we, it would just take us to that next place of growth and allow us to keep keep building and keep growing. And um, and in I, I love that that's our story. It's a longer story than some of the stories we hear, but it's, at this point, it feels really worth it. Hmm. 
Well, and I think too, it's, it's funny because I am, I'm looking at this timeline. I'm like, wow. I mean, we began talk, well, we began talking even past in, in your childhood and even into young adulthood, but that 2006, right? 2006 was when Cleobella, isn't that right? 2006 was when Cleobella officially launched. Yes. Well, 2006, we traveled around the world and 2006 yes. was the market. So I like to say 2008 oh. is the official date because that's when I had, you know, real business cards and <laughs> like a little bit more official. And was, um, you know, and, and I guess having those other retailers that I've shopped at and have admired for years are, are buying our collections. It felt really real in 2008. See, and even there, that that is so encouraging to me, though. And I know it's so encouraging to my listeners because, you know, it's fun to hear the stories of of people who blow up overnight and, you know, a TikTok goes viral or, or whatever reason they find themselves in the spotlight. But to think about you and to be chatting with you today and to be thinking about your husband and for us to be in 2021 looking at all that you've created, I love what you just shared, that step by step. I, I think you mentioned that's something that they love to say in Bali, step by step. So brick by brick. I find that so relatable. And I know that my listener does too. So whatever it is, and Ange just said another great point of, gosh, when when you don't know, you're looking left and right and you're thinking, where is, what's going to happen here? Wh- wh- where is the next step? It's going to come to fruition. It's going to come. It's your next step will be provided. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to move forward. Something will happen. Just such a great encouragement to me as I build the podcast and, and to anyone listening who has something that you're building. I personally love the longevity of your story. Now, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because you mentioned your cottage in, in Sunset Beach. At that point in time, have you moved uh, further than accessories? Are you just doing accessories? Have you stepped into clothing? What did it look like to grow in that department? Yes, and that, that was just that idea of step-by-step step and leaning into mm. opportunities. Um, having, having the boutique in Sunset Beach gave me an opportunity to play with new designs and test it with our customers. And um, mm. I've been working with a family um, in Bali for years. Um, Yanti is, is our, this master tailor and her all of her children and who are now, um, I met them when they were young and now they're in their, you know, late teens and twenties. They work with Cleo Bella. Um, They, they helped me create our first clothing collection. And what I would do Mm -hmm. is I would source Ecot fabrics in the markets and, and then she would help me sew them with all the, the women in the village that she employs. And I would bring back those Ecot collections and I would, Put them in the windows of our boutique and they started oh. to sell and our showroom in LA that was representing our handbags said why don't we try selling clothing and that's what we did it was the first round was a, a beautiful real drapey ecot collection and I made a, a leather fringe jacket that was wildly successful. Erin Wasson was wearing it on the back of a motorcycle for a free people campaign. And- oh my gosh. And oh. the clothing collection went from, from trying a few styles to really looking at it as a full collection, which most of our collections are about 30 pieces. And oh. I designed that collection when I was pregnant with our daughter, Indigo. 
Oh. With the hopes that it would take us to that next level of growth. And it did. When Indigo was born and the collection, I birthed two babies in that time. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. The collection, we, we doubled our sales overnight. It was a new story wow. that everyone responded really well to. And I was fortunate enough to work with really incredible people in Bali that I had met in the very beginning who helped nurture that. And it was really inspired by travel. It was beautiful block prints and ecots and batiks mm. and um, very fun, vibrant colors that reminded us of some of our, our, our travels and our beach culture. And it just, that was encouraging and it, it planted the seed for what Cleobella would look like. And I would say where we're at today, uh, a large portion of our business is clothing and right and it's it's become really our signature it's still rooted in techniques that we've been inspired from from day one for example our our block printing process that we do with our artisans Mm. in Jaipur India that is um it's it's the slowest form of fashion. We use a lot of natural dyes. It is the most incredible process when you witness it in person. Mm. It's every color of the print on the garment is an individual block. It's done, it's hand done. And any mm. missing piece, there is a paintbrush and the artist goes in and details out all the colors and all. It is it takes your breath away seeing the process and then seeing it, it made in a contemporary design that's um, mm. for, for a woman to wear here. It, it, it just gives me chills to, to see it all come to life. So clothing has been a big learning curve. I, I have a wonderful team that has helped me grow this side of the business. And I really do feel like we continue to make more and more beautiful product with that that heritage technique um that Mm. that we all love that that i i I hope is at a really great value too for the market because my my goal is when i'm creating and designing a collection is that it's something that you want to treasure for years to come uh i hope Mm. there's so many of our styles that i've saved for my daughter one day when she grows older and you know the beautiful natural fibers we use all the sustainable eco fabrics it's it's not mm. something it's not fast fashion it's not mm-hmm. necessarily of a specific trend it's inspired by our travels it's 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 global and mm. and uh, it tells a, it tells a really meaningful story and i i always mm. imagine the woman that i'm designing for and what her experience mm. will be when she puts on a Cleo Bella dress or a blouse or carries a handbag. And, and yeah, every collection I get excited. It's like Christmas time, I say. (laughs) I I always loved my mom would make Christmas so special for us. And Mm. every time a new collection comes and this vision that we put together comes to life and we get to see it on the models that wear our product and, and um, Mm. the women that buy our product, it is, it is just, it's exciting and fresh and fun. And, and it's, it's, yeah, there's, there's really no words. It's just the best part. I, I, I love what I do and I love that I get to keep creating. 
Well, and it shows, you know, it shows in all that you do and all that Cleobella has done and will continue to do. It's exciting for me to think even about this timeline. I almost feel like we, we've only kind of just begun to see all that Cleobella can do and will do. And just a side note, for those of you who can't quite picture what Angie's talking about with the block print, I would encourage you to, to Google it, check out a YouTube because it, it is amazing what they're able to do and and how much time it takes. And, and I love to, this isn't, yeah, this isn't fast fashion. This is something with a story behind it. The word that keeps coming to mind as I think of your styles and I think of your designs and I think of Cleabella is timeless. Even for you to share, this is something I want to hold on to for Indigo and allow her to run around in it and enjoy. These pieces are timeless. So, I, I mean, you guys can hear in my voice, I already am obsessed with Cleobella. And I hope that if this is an introduction for to you, for Cleobella and for Ange, by all means, you, you are going to Love it. You're going to love it. Um, but I would love to know, Ange, because I know that, and we've we've talked a lot about entrepreneurship today, and it's so fun to continue to hear your story. Um, but I know that that this doesn't come without ups and downs. So I'm curious if you can think of a, a memory or a moment that perhaps failure of some sort um, helped shape or guide you in in your career. Oh, I love this question, Emily. There, there are so many <laughs> moments. When I think back, um, you know, having a business with little funding, you have to learn to be scrappy. You really have to live below your means, and mm. and in everything you make, you put right back into the company. And that's mm. always been our our journey. And and I would say that that has been a struggle and it's it's definitely pulled us at times and uh, but also a lot of you know beauty can come out of that you know mm. and i feel like that hurdle i'm i we're finally moving towards a place where the business is at a really healthy place and i love that there used mm. to be credit card debt and you know all the, <laughs> just to keep it going and that's a really uncomfortable feeling but I always believed that we could get to, to where we are today and, and it couldn't be done without the support of really incredible people that we work with. And as mm. the company has grown, we've been able to hire more experienced people to help guide mm. us. And, and that is just so valuable. I've seen our company grow leaps and bounds with wonderful people and talent that have helped nurture that that come with experience both in Bali and India and here in California but wow. I would say for me I've I've had some personal obstacles in my life of um, mm -hmm. my brother had passed away during mm. part of my it was actually in the early days of Cleobella. And I know mm. that through his passing, I when your personal life affects your 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 work life and mm -hmm. and it's such a hard, hard family trauma to go through because it was so unexpected, but it mm. really connected me to a bigger purpose. And I'm really I can look at mm. it now and, and I'm very grateful for, for the challenges, even though Mm. I know I was I was lost at that time and I probably wasn't finding mm. our company in the best way because I was really struggling personally. Mm. But I got really um 
really even more dedicated to my connection, just my spirituality and mm. and mindfulness and practices. And I and I'm so curious about this this big world of spirituality healers. <laughs> and it it's something that it's really gives me comfort and gives me more tools when I'm navigating mm. challenges in my personal life or businesses. So when I stay rooted in that practice, um, I, I practice Kundalini. I have a um, a mindfulness meditation practice that I do most days, mm. and it helps ground me. And I really believe that it helps me um, guide our our company and um, mm. in in a way that probably if I hadn't gone through this loss of my brother, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow in this space. So mm. that's that's been a huge obstacle and um, a challenge and but we grow from all these hard things in life right <laughs> and it's right. stronger and it you know um, and and you you grow uh, appreciating it even though it is painful mm. Yes, absolutely. Well, and thank you for sharing that because oftentimes, and I even just recently had another guest on the podcast who shared the loss of her mother and and what that moment in time did to her business. But for you be to be able to to come out and say, you know what, you're grateful for the trials and 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 whatnot. It's such an encouragement. And for those of you who are listening, perhaps there's something that has happened in your life that that maybe you don't know how you can move forward. Again, take note from Anne's story and you can, you can, you can take that step by step. So even, even if we're not talking business, even if we're moving to the personal side of things, the personal side of your life, and there's something that feels like a mountain that, that cannot be overcome, just an encouragement for you today, step by step, just as Ange has modeled and, and so many before you, you can do this. And, and I love that example. So thank you for sharing. Um, uh, now on the flip side, and this is a fun one, <laughs> I'd love to know, and I've kind of already asked this, but, but when we're thinking of your overarching career, even to where you are today, what would you say was a real wow moment for you in your career? Oh, I love this. I, you know, it goes <laughs> back to seeing the women wearing our designs because oh. I when when I saw that girl wear one of our bags in New York, I remember making it with Yenny and Harry in the factory in Bali and that oh my. so it blows my mind that this idea and this design that we created collaboratively in Bali is now being worn on a really fashionable, beautiful woman in New York, and 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 seeing that—that's the wow, and it it's wows me over and over again. Um, you know, people who tag us on Instagram and show great oh. they style Cleo Bella. It's, oh. it's so exciting because that morning I've you know I've had a meeting with Rohita in India, and we're talking about challenges we're having with the weather or. Um, you know, things that are so relevant to making that beautiful piece and then to see it, um, you know, actually shipped and on someone who I hope brings them joy and happiness. It's just that whole holistic um, journey from beginning to end. And that continues to be the wow. I don't know if I'll ever get over that. It excites me so much when people share that they've had a good experience with Cleo Bella that's it's 
it's just really fun because I know as a lover of <laughs> how I feel when I get dressed in the morning, you know, and, and when I'm wearing yes. something that makes me feel confident and feminine mm. and happy, it's a, it's a mood changer. It's an energy exchange. Yeah. And I'm someone that being surrounded by beauty in nature or in space or in mm. clothing that, you know, is, is, is representative of, of, of my, of my, I guess my feeling of who I am. It, it, mm. it, it elevates my day. Mm. And I hope that we can bring that to other, other people who, who buy Cleo Bella. Okay. That is so cool. I, I've never, so I've had guests say, you know, oh, it's so fun to see, you know, our clothes on people. But for you to be like, no, I, I was in India making that. And then I saw it. It's like, that is next level. And that just goes to show you guys the, the type of, of work and craftsmanship that really goes into all of Cleobella's uh, items and, and, and pieces. That, that is so fun. Now, have you ever tracked any girls down? Have you ever seen anybody on the street? And, or, or, or can you just not help but just <laughs> smile to yourself? I smile to myself. <laughs> my, grandma, <laughs> my grandma has definitely said things before, like, oh, that's really fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. My grandmother, I you know, I'm named after her. Her name's Angela and she is so funny and <laughs> it's just wonderful when she says it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is adorable. And you you all, if you are ever out and you see Angela you're wearing Cleabella, tell her, show her, track her. We're gonna start tracking you down, and that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Angela, this has been amazing. I, I truly, I, I say this often, but I truly could could talk to you forever. I mean, your story and and just your heart um, for all that you do, it shines through. I, I mean, and even the the sweetness and encouragement in your voice, it, it's just, it's been such a wonderful conversation. But I, I do have to ask because I know there's always something fun happening with Cleo Bella. You always have, like you said, it's like Christmas when a new collection comes out. But tell us what's next for you what can we be looking forward to oh we have some really fun collaborations coming up that um, oh. I can't share yet but stay tuned and oh. we are we're designing a mini capsule home collection that's been in the works for over a year now and hopefully wow. we'll be launching before the end of this year and that's been a really fun oh. passion project because I I love being in my home and cooking and creating and setting a beautiful table and making flower arrangements. So this is really representative of, of the, of the type of designs that we make with the block prints and natural fibers oh. and fun, vibrant prints. So that's been a really fun project that um, I can't wait to share with you. Oh, well, yes. And we're looking forward to seeing it. I'm going to make note of that. Be on the lookout, you all. Well, uh, Ange, is there anything we didn't cover today that you'd like to? I can't think, you know, the one story that came to mind when I was sharing um, my brother's story, mm. right after he passed, and I thought this was such a beautiful thing, I had named a, a handbag after him, it's called the Casey Hobo Bag, and he oh. always laughed because he, you know, he was like, you're calling me a hobo, and, he, <laughs> and How sweet. when he passed, that bag on Shopbox sold like 
bananas. Nothing had ever sold like that. Wow. Hundreds of units of this bag was selling. And I thought oh. that was, it was such an encouragement just to keep his spirit alive and that he was cheering me on like he was when I had first started Cleo Bella. Um, mm. It's just a little fun, fun story that I'll never forget. Oh, well, and thank you for sure. I, I have chills over here just to think of that and, and for, yes, for us to be able to honor him and for you to be able to honor him in that way. Wow. Well said. That's, that's really sweet and really amazing. Oh. Well, again, this has just been so much fun and I, I truly could talk to you forever. Uh, one of my favorite things about the podcast and about how she do that is connecting with women like yourself and and asking and, and, and just saying, you know, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their how'd she do that story? Oh, I love that, Emily. Uh, there's mm-hmm. someone very dear to me. Her name's Mariah K. Lyons, and she just wrote a book called Crystal Healer for Women. I mm-hmm. highly recommend it. She also has a footwear line with crystals infused in it for grounding. And if you follow her on Instagram, she is just a wonderful human and someone I really mm-hmm. admire. And I know you would, you would love to speak with her. Oh, well, thank you. You all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with Mariah. Thank you so much. And I've been teasing this, you guys. Many of you have, you're probably already familiar with Cleobella. You may already follow them on Instagram, but I would love to know where can listeners connect with you? Oh, thank you. Uh, Angie OB is my Instagram handle. It's mostly pictures of our children and travel and funny things my <laughs> husband does. Angie OB and and Cleo Bella as well. Fantastic. Well, you all are going to want to go. We've mentioned her darling family. I've mentioned them. You're going to want to go. Take a look. See this amazing family. Go check out all that Cleo Bella has to offer. And Ange, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for joining me on How'd She Do That? Thank you, Emily. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon. Bye.